It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to Fannie Willis. Just kidding. Welcome to Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy, and and we have to discuss uh, the latest Trump indictment, which is so exciting. And, you know, a lot of legal experts are saying this may be problematic for him. And it's problematic for a number of reasons. First of all, RICO laws, whether it's federal or in the state of Georgia, very, very broad. Uh, It's meant to create a wide and flexible net to ensnare someone who otherwise would not uh, be apprehended through traditional means. So, you know, RICO uh, is, it was designed for gangsters, for mobsters, and to figure out some of the things that they were doing separately that could be tied together into a larger, more serious crime. And so that's what's happening with President 45. So the problem is these things are not mutually exclusive. The president might have done some things wrong. You also have a DA who is maybe trying to make a career out of a massive case that would jail someone who is a big political threat to the Democratic establishment. That's Fannie Willis in Fulton County, Georgia. So if... And they're saying, you know, this trial will probably take place in the next six months. That sounds pretty urgent. But this is all stuff that happened almost three years ago. So where have we been over the last three years? Where was the urgency in 2021 or 2022? It's it's very curious that all of this is happening right before election season gets underway. And I don't care how you feel about the former president. I I do agree that all of these things are a way to make sure that he is punished and tarnished. So even if he gets the nomination, he will certainly lose because even people who are on the fence and hurting and sick of Joe Biden and terrified of an octogenarian torturing them for the next four years, that this is all a way to make sure that Trump is so tarnished that people on the fence couldn't possibly vote for him, even if he were the nominee. I think that all of these cases, they are weaponized. I think the timing is very curious. I think uh, the RICO quilt in Georgia is somewhat of an overreach. Having said that, the lack of mutual exclusivity, that means that the former president might have actually done some things wrong. He might have said stupid things. He might have demanded stupid things. He might have signed documents stating that there were dead people and young people and felons voting in the election that, you know, their numbers were potentially known to be false. Yet the former president still pressed forward uh, in a formal document saying that if you add all of those nefarious people and voters together, uh, that would be the deciding factor in the Georgia race. So the president may have done some really stupid things, 
And I don't think it's dissimilar from Hillary's obsession with why she didn't win in 2016. I think when you come that close to the presidency and you don't win, it absolutely scrambles your brain and it is impossible for you to function and think about anything else in the future. Now, because Hillary Clinton had such certain victory and she lost, she couldn't run again in 2020. Joe Biden ran as the anti-Trump. That was really the only thing he ran on. He didn't have a presidential record. You don't really do much as vice president, as the current occupant of that office can demonstrate. But now he does have a record, and it's not a great record if polling is any indication of how people are feeling about it. It is not a great record, and he is very, very vulnerable to pretty much any challenger. Even President Trump and President Obama said that to President Biden just a few weeks ago. You have to be wary of this guy. This is not a layup. He can still beat you. You are beatable. Anyone is beatable. Hillary was unbeatable and she was beaten. But President Trump in that close of a race, feeling like he had done so much good for the country, it is impossible for him to let this go. He is not going to step aside. They know that. So they want two things. They they want to mortally wound him in terms of political viability. But they also want to make sure that he's the nominee because they feel if you have a candidate who is that wounded, they cannot win. I think those are all horrible assumptions. That's where we are in our political landscape. We apparently demand so little. We expect so little uh, that good enough is just fine. And there's nothing that will send a country down the toilet faster than that sort of mentality. Now, having said that, I think that it is an impossibility for anyone, whether it's Ron DeSantis or Tim Scott or Nikki Haley or Vivek Ramaswamy or Chris Christie to enter into this race and badmouth Trump and appeal to his voters at the same time. It is a near impossibility. No one has been able to successfully do that. Um, Ron DeSantis certainly had the best shot. I released an article in the Daily Mail talking about how Ron DeSantis can get his groove back because anyone is beatable. Trump is beatable. Um, They're hoping that it is with these indictments, whether they are politically motivated and questionable in the case of Alvin Bragg's indictments here in New York City, or if there might be some solid standing, but you have an equal amount of grandstanding, which appears to be the case in Fulton County, Georgia. I'm not even going to touch upon the documents cases and uh, the other election interference with the special counsel. But what I will say is we have to at some point demand more from our elections and our leaders. Our presidential elections are interminable. They go on for three and a half years. That is too long. It's exhausting. It wastes a bunch of money. And it's all because we're addicted to political drama and the horse race, which I'm very thankful for because it's one of the reasons that I have a job. But having said that, The reason that President Trump isn't the wounded animal that the Democrats think he is is because of Hunter Biden, because you have the idea that Joe Biden is incompetent. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know where he is. He probably doesn't know his own name. He knows that ice cream is cold and sweet. That's all he knows. Um, Inflation is not where they want it to be. The economy could still crater. People aren't earning 
enough money. People are in deep debt. They have maxed out their credit cards and they're dipping into their 401ks. That's all a recipe for disaster because, uh, you know, the the Bidenomic healing that has been promised, it is not here. That is a falsehood. That is a shellac turd, uh, if you will. And I know you will. So Joe Biden is in such bad shape and he has been apparently at the center of a grifting ring, uh, the, the big guy who... If all accounts are to be believed, and there are now many, many accounts that become more and more difficult to refute as the days go on. So you have one guy who's making money through a cracked out, addicted, stripper stooping son. And and that that's okay. And then you have another guy who wanted to be president so badly. Uh, he was apparently fudging numbers and begging the secretary of state in Georgia to find him votes because he had such horrific summit fever and he had a sense of entitlement in terms of the documents and trinkets and knickknacks and invitations and party favors that he had access to as president that he felt like it was a lifetime appointment and he wanted to take that stuff to Mar-a-Lago and it appears light about it. So those are the two people we have. This is Kennedy Saves the World. Don't go anywhere. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. We've got one president who's been indicted and the other whose sweetheart plea deal for his son has fallen apart. You look at either one of those things and you go, really? It's not that bad. And people go, if you're not prosecuting this one, but you are this one, then that is unfair. And if this one is the only one who's being prosecuted, then we have a two-tier justice system. Uh, the, the haves are the ones who have power. The have-nots are the ones who are out of power. Uh, for a long time, the haves are the people with money. The have-nots are the people with no access to good legal representation. And those have-nots, they were the ones who always got screwed by the justice system. There are plenty of have-nots out there who still will hold their nose and vote for Trump because they see the preferential treatment that Joe Biden and his federal government are giving Hunter Biden, and they know that's not fair. They also know life has been very, very unfair to them. What I am saying is whoever is running right behind Donald Trump, and that appears to be Ron DeSantis, stop fighting against Trump just for practicality's sake. Now is the time to go, you know what? I love him. I love everything he does. I love everything about him. Um, I have no problems with his personality, his temperament, or his megalomania. I think that he's the best president we've ever had. And I also think he's going to be indicted. Therefore, I'm going to step up. I'm going to win two terms. And for the next eight years, it will be a MAGA paradise for all the world to behold. That's what the person behind Trump has to do. Chris Christie, he's going to go nowhere. He's going to eat his feelings. He's going to try to bludgeon Trump. It's not going to work. He tried the same thing before. It was a a failing exercise. DeSantis has the best shot because he has the best record. Vivek Ramaswamy, he should be vice president because he has the best game of anyone who's run for president since Bill Clinton. 
And you you have to acknowledge that regardless of people like, oh, he was a Soros guy and he's not a real conservative. No one's a real conservative. No one in the world is a real conservative anymore. Anyone, everyone is trying to do an impression of Ronald Reagan. Joe Biden is not Ronald Reagan. He tries to paint himself that way. Donald Trump is not Ronald Reagan. He has painted himself into a corner. Um, and I, I said this on Fox News Saturday night not long ago, just a few weeks ago. The match that we deserve is Ron DeSantis versus Gavin Newsom. Uh, the, the two versions of giant state COVID responses and what that means for economic and personal freedom. That's what we need to see. Uh, you can go ahead and, and read my article on my advice for Governor DeSantis in the Daily Mail because I have some phenomenal advice and he really should hire me as an informal advisor. It's a job I can't do because I'm working here at Fox. But we have some tainted and dirty birdies who need to be kicked out of the political nest. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are fans of President Trump. 2024 Donald Trump is not 2016 Donald Trump. Uh the country, everyone deserves to be, at this point, distraction-free. We deserve to be distraction-free from Trump, from Biden, who is so distracted by his oatmeal pudding brains that he should be put out to pasture. Anyone in his orbit who wants him to run again and wants to subject the country to four more years of what he has to offer, they're the ones who should be prosecuted under every state and federal RICO statutes. And I stand behind that. Hey, baby, this has been Kennedy Saves the World. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.